0: Probably seen the headlines this week. This story out of the United States where a pilot who wasn't on duty but was flying on this Alaska Airlines flight has now been charged with something like 83 count 83 counts of attempted murder. He had a bit of a, I guess, a mental breakdown. He tried to turn off the engines and open the doors of the airplane while the plane was in mid-flight. That is very scary stuff. And Afterwards, you know, when talking to authorities, he admitted to police that he had been struggling with depression over the last six months, had, had recently lost a friend. He hadn't slept for more than 40 hours and says he thought he was dreaming. So he thought that shutting down the engines of the plane would wake him up. This was somebody who was a pilot on his way to continue working and flying. And so then, Obviously, the question becomes how, what is the assessment for pilots here? How do we, how do we check to make sure they're okay to fly? So we thought, let's dive into that a little bit. Dr. Robert Bohr is with us now, a clinical team lead and subject matter expert at the Center for Aviation Psychology. Dr. Bohr, thank you so much for joining
1: us. Good morning, Simi. Thank you for having me.
0: Dr. Bohr, what are the rules around this? Uh, If for determining whether or not a pilot can and should fly, how often do we check this?
1: really good question throughout the world pilots commercial airline pilots are assessed regularly and at least once a year for their mental health physical health and obviously their flying skills and this is quite a thorough and in depth assessment uh, in uh, in assessment we can add to that that if you think about it each time a pilot flies they are seated usually it's a large commercial flight beside another pilot who is observing them, working with them to ensure um, safe passage. And so you could regard this as a form of a daily check. And of course, pilots are also checked by uh, check pilots as well. So assessments are thorough and frequent. Um, There are also um, other ways in which we assess pilots, which would be in the simulator Um, And also um, their own personal GP, family doctor is also likely to have some involvement if there are mental health issues. Pilots, we should remember, are excluded. Well, they would not be able to be trained, but they'd be excluded from flying if they have pre-existing, serious and lasting mental health problems anyway. So the occurrence of this last week is actually incredibly rare when we look at the number of flights globally uh, that operate completely safely. Fatigue may be an issue for pilots, but this sort of fatigue and presentation of problem is extremely rare.
0: Okay, so should this have been caught, though, or do you think this case was an outlier? It's
1: a good question as well. Um, it's, uh, it, it only would have been caught if the other pilots were aware of this individual's pilot's diminishing capabilities. So had they been closely together, let's say in the preceding 36 hours, the crew were in a hotel together, it probably would have been noticeable that somebody was very distracted, possibly tired, perhaps not making clear sense and so on. Um, but air crews don't always operate this way they can sometimes arrive at the gate and that will be their first meeting uh, with the you know the fellow crew members that they're going to be with and so therefore unusual behaviors uh, perhaps wouldn't be present the fact look, we don't know all the facts here but you know the fact that he was a third pilot therefore not really an operating pilot um, raises questions about what his role was was he just positioning going from you know one airport to another in order to fly an aircraft uh was he checking on the other two we're not sure of that and no doubt the faa the u.s uh, um authorities will uh, will soon understand that um the fact that in court issues around fatigue were raised this is mm-hmm. quite common amongst pilots um but fatigue is not necessarily going to be career limiting um, you know lots of uh, people experience fatigue but then can catch up their sleep or if they want to, they can but, report unwell. they right. don't have but, to okay. actually report for duty.
0: That's my question then Dr. Bohr. like are pilots supposed to have yeah. a heightened sense of their obligation here because of how many people's lives are kind of in their hands? So if he hadn't slept for 40 yeah. hours or whatever the case was, sh- should they not are they not obligated to have that sense of recognition to say mm, I'm not at my best right now, I probably shouldn't be flying."
1: Totally. That's the case for me. Um, we rely on pilots to monitor their own physical and mental health. We're not asking them you know, to be specialists in this area. But, for example, if they have earache, if they have some visual disturbance, uh, or in this case, sleep difficulty, they should self-monitor and then obviously not report for duty. And no one is going to require a pilot to do something that is going to break the bounds of, of safety I think this raises the question in this particular case, what was going on with this individual? And this this will be uh, found out, you know, in in a very short space of time. You know, were there recreational drugs involved? Again, extremely rare amongst airline pilots. Um, Was this the sort of first presentation of a mental health breakdown, Um, which can happen obviously to anyone in the general population, but interesting and surprising that there were no um, kind of early warning uh, signs of this earlier on because I'm sure the other two pilots, if they'd picked that up, would not w- have wanted him to fly. And someone with a sleep disorder or problems, then not sleeping for 48 hours continuously and then reporting for work, to me, takes us to the realm of either a severe mental health problem where the individual lacks insight. And that's the thing that we're always most concerned about, because a pilot with any problem that has insight and agency, so they can therefore you know, report themselves unwell, unfit and so on, is fine. That happens on a daily basis. Not having insight is the thing that we're concerned about, whether his real intention you know, was to murder people, which was obviously the charge leveled in court, um, or just a lack or breakdown of, of capacity will be things that we will understand in the next, probably in the next few days.
0: Right, but thank you so much for the perspective on this. We appreciate that. Thanks, me. That's Dr. Robert Boer. Uh, He is a clinical team lead subject matter expert at the Center for Aviation Psychology, talking about the the lengths to which pilots are are tested and go to and are observed to make sure they're fit to fly because of all the headlines in this case this week about this one man now facing multiple charges, something like 83 counts of attempted murder. He was having a breakdown. He was an off-duty pilot on his way to be on duty, though, third pilot on a plane. Uh, He was just in the jump seat, uh, tried to shut the plane's engines down mid Blight, tried to open the doors and he says that he thought he was dreaming they thought that shutting down the engines would wake him up but can you imagine how terrifying that must have been for the other pilots for the crew for the people on board that plane too so yes pilots are supposed to monitor themselves uh, but how successful is that